It's not worth winning if you can't win What's up, guys? My name's Brandon. And I'm Heath. And we're the hosts of the Cake Eaters podcast. Heath, I got a couple questions for you. What are those, Brandon? Number one, do you enjoy movies? Sure do, Brandon. Number two, do you enjoy planes? Sure do, Brandon. Number three, and this is the most important, Heath, do you enjoy convicts? Sure don't know how to answer that (laughs) question, Brandon. Well, uh, I'm going to pretend you said yes because we have a great fucking episode for you today Heath if all three of those things are right up your alley and that is the 1997 classic Con Air Uh, and for those not familiar the Con and Con Air refers to convicts on a plane wow in in the air in the air Brandon our tray tables are up our seat belts are fastened our our seats are in a full upright position and I think we're ready to go. We're ready yeah. to fly. What's, what's the what's the in-flight movie today, Heath? Um, do, you, do you remember do you, do you remember the line from the movie? I, yeah, what he asked. <laughs> oh dang it! It was like right on the tip of my tongue too. Son of a biscuit! I was, I'll, I'll it tell, was right I'll, there. I'll, I'll tell you what, what is it is. It? So, so John Malkovich asked what the in-flight movie is for yeah. the the Con airplane, and the, the guard goes, "Oh, I think you're going to enjoy it, uh, Cyrus. It's a little thing called never." We're going to have sex with a woman on a beach ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, man. That guard was he, a real dick. <laughs> I love how he puts on a beach. It's not just never going to have sex with a woman ever again. It's never going to have sex with a woman on a beach. <laughs> real specific. Yes. I feel like that would get real sandy and, you know, real rough. It's it's not ideal now. You got yeah, it, it, it. That's that's something that you got to. That takes a lot of planning and foresight, yeah. you know. Yeah. You gotta you gotta bring the right blanket. Yeah. You gotta and know you gotta know beforehand what you're getting into. You have to expect a little sand. It's like when you take like beer to a beach. You you, you just gotta expect a little sand where you don't want it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. But you gotta be careful with location too, because if you try to s- sneak back in the sand dunes, at least out, out here where we live, that's snake breeding ground. And you can get a little bite on your tush. In the sand dunes. Yeah. That's yeah. I I don't know if yeah I don't if you're having sex on a beach it needs to be like a tropical beach you can't be doing it in sand dunes <laughs> well I mean you know not everyone has access to a tropical beach some then, of us have access well, to a regular then just, beach then you're just never gonna have sex with a woman on a beach that's just something you gotta <laughs> well, come to grips with all right well now that you burst my bubble Brandon <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into this episode because first let's explain to the to the listeners yes. why we are As, breaking down this amazing movie this is a mighty Ducks theme podcast so you might be thinking to yourself why are we talking about Conair today and I'm gonna give you two very specific reasons Heath number one is our boy MC yes. Ganey podcast fave Lewis the uh, the limo bus slash bus driver or van driver from slash heart slash soul slash assistant coach. Yeah. Um, from the, the movie, he bought slash Bombay's best friend. Yeah. Slash equipment guy, you know, he's, yeah. you know, he's helping with that equipment coming mm-hmm. in and out. But so, 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 so Lu- mm-hmm. Lewis MC Ganey is in this movie. He plays swamp thing. Yeah. Oh, 
Love that. I forget. Do they do they mention his actual name or do they just is, is just his code name? I know there's some just people his code that, name. Just his code he's, name. I think he's just Swamp Thing. Except yeah. it, it, that also could have just been me because as soon as they said Swamp Thing, I was like, oh hell yes. Because I I, I mean super random quick thought, but there was like a Swamp Thing TV series in the 90s, and I had some of those toys, and so I got into <laughs> Swamp Thing for just like. A second, you know, okay. what I mean? just, no. just just dip your toes in. Just just quick dip of the toes, and they were the same size as my WCW action figures, and so oh, Swamp dude. Thing had a lot of battles. Like my two Swamp did Things he, would have a lot of battles with ever... Sting and Flying Brian Pillman. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna ask. So he was fighting Sting. It was Brian. Yeah, was Brian Pillman WCW or was he always yeah. WWE? Okay, I was. Yeah. I was gonna ask you if Swamp Thing ever won the Intercontinental Title, but that—that's the WCW would be. Was he ever United States Champion? Uh, no, he was not. He was a bad okay. guy. There was uh, only the good guys won. Oh, you want to? It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Except, uh, except sometimes my boy Million Dollar Man would hold on to that Million Dollar Championship. Well, naturally, naturally. Yeah, it's his, yeah. It's his title. <laughs> I met um, I met him once at a Houston Comic Con. Yeah, we had a great time talking some Husker football. Great guy. Shout out, shout out Ted DiBiase. Is he from Nebraska? Yeah. Is he Omaha, Omaha Roots? Oh okay. for the family there for the DiBiase. Okay. That's yeah. tight. That's tight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out million dollar man. It's yeah. Seth. I don't know if you remember me from 10 years ago. <laughs> He's an avid listener of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, huge fan. Huge fan. He reaches out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> can't okay. keep him out of my email all right anyways <laughs> but so, so so that's that's one connection is it our boy mc gainey yes and, and the, the main reason we're we were we were doing conair and then in in doing conair we also found a second connection yes that is uh the great actress slash stunt woman genie epper okay um she's a shout she's, out genie she's literally i guarantee you any movie that you can kind of think of off the top of your head she's she's done the stunts for um well, probably not any movie, but she's uh, her credit. Her stunt credits are ridiculous. And then she's okay. also an actress. She's been an actress in a bunch of stuff, too. But so she did stunts for the Mighty Ducks, the original Mighty Ducks movie. Love that. And then she's, she's also doing stunts for Con Air. Oh, boy. So what are some double, of the other ones? Double connection. Uh, so like stunt wise, she did yeah. she, Kill Bill Volume 2. Nice. Uh, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, Too oh, Fast, God. Too Furious. Um, son of a gun see, those are the, we got some high rolling movies right here oh yeah she she did uh the amazing spider-man that's the, the first one with andrew garfield nice okay. um catch me if you can minority report orange Ooh, i loved catch me if you can i don't know that was once we're being done in orange county but that's a great one too Oh, I mean, the shenanigans were out of the out of control in Orange County is uh, one of one of Jack Black's finest right there. And wasn't that Tom Hanks son that was in that? Yeah, Colin, Colin Hanks. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so she's so many, so many stunt movies uh, or so many movies in stunts in movies. She's, yeah. you know, um, and then she's a, she was also an actress in Kill Bill Volume 2. Um, she was. Uh, oh, oh, I just noticed this, too. Uh, uncredited role in the mighty ducks nice guess, guess who she was guess what which which extra uncredited extra she was in the mighty ducks connie no which uncredited extra oh uncredited not, extra yeah. oh sorry i i don't know i went blank was she on the cardinals she's the woman in the mall oh. <laughs> 
Shut the front door. She's the woman that gets taken out in the mall. That is awesome. So, that, so, so that's the stunt she did. She did her own stunt. Good for her. Did her own stunt. Oh, good for her. Because I was worried about that old lady. We talked about that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love so the, that. Those what are a fun tie-in. Those are our two connections to Con Air is uh, Jeannie yeah. Epper and uh, our boy MC Ganey. Should, before we move on, we didn't get into the Swamp Thing character too much. Before we keep moving forward, should we d- dive into his character? Or do we want to circle back in, in a minute? Um, yeah, we, I, we can dive in. If it, yeah, t- talk about our, our boy MC Ganey. So he comes in kind of halfway through the movie. Yeah, or yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe a third. Um, yeah, but he is um, he's the the backup pilot. He's the the Cyrus. Uh, and the convicts they they stop at they have to make a stop at Carson City, yeah. Um, after, so I guess and we, what I, an entrance he makes when he's yeah. walking out in between the guards and he's just hair flowing in the breeze. Oh my gosh, it is just a beautiful entrance as he comes walking in, and Cyrus is just salivating at his new yes, he's new. He's, Cyrus is pretty much his, well, not his right hand man, because that's kind of Diamond Dog. Diamond Dog's the right hand man, but he's he's yeah. uh MC Ganey Swamp Thing is is third in command and pilot. Yeah. Oh man, and he just absolutely crushes it because as soon as he gets in that cockpit, he starts just doing some fancy wiring and he's getting a transponder pulled out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pull the yeah. the is it called a transponder? Oh the, yeah, the the location device or whatever. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, MC Ganey, uh, real clutch coming in for the 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 pilot for the second half of this. Um, he does some pretty crazy uh, landings. Oh he, yeah, he crash lands in the in the middle of the desert, and then he also crash lands on the Las Vegas Strip. Which oh, is, we'll get into that. That, that part in always because that that's part one of always, my favorite parts. That part always cracks me up because on the yeah. all, over the walkie-talkie, the, the guys are like, "You, we need you to land at Las Vegas International Airport." Yeah, it's you like, and and MC Ganey is like, "Dude, we have no gas. One of our engines is down. I'm gonna I'm gonna land it on the strip." Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because if you think about it, a the vid, the visual they show of the strip, you can see the fucking airport in in the visual you can see the airport i'm pretty sure somebody's gonna fact check me on this i'm pretty sure the las vegas airport is less than a mile away from the strip uh so if he was able to land it on the strip he easily could have made it to the fucking airport what are we doing here Ganey? you know I know that was a real rough crash landing, but my favorite part after the crash landing was when he was driving the fire truck and to stop him, they stuck the fire hose yeah. and they were like drowning <laughs> him while he was driving the fire truck. That shit was epic. Yeah. I loved every second of that. Wait, hold on. Do you want to know what my favorite line of his was in the movie when he was like, nobody oh on this end gives a flying fuck. Get it. I'll be here all week. <laughs> oh man, that just, that just That's tickled me right in the funny bone. He know? had some. He had some good one-liners. There were some some great one-liners in this movie. Yeah. Um, but but two so, crash landings, one crash right landing. in front of right right in front of the gas tanks where they all could have died and exploded yep. in a fiery the, death. Yep. And then on the strip where they 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 wreck a bunch of signs, a bunch of hotels, and then they crash into the Sands Casino. That Sands Casino stunt was uh, and demolition of the thing was real really 
So, so I was reading up on it. The Sands Casino was getting ready to to demolish the building and then like rebuild it or whatever. And so Conair, right, right at the same time that Conair was filming, and so Conair, the production team from Conair, convinced the Sands Hotel, "Don't demolish your building quite yet. Let us run a plane into it." <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love every second of that. That's yeah. awesome. Great planning. Great planning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, epic. It, it, all right. So, like, yeah, MC, it, outside of him just doing an okay job, you know, with driving that fire truck and then him getting like drowned inside. Uh, really great performance by MC Game. Mm-hmm. Great performance in, in, a, in a star studded movie. This movie is filled with just the, the, the most manliest of men, Heath. I could not get over how amazing this cast was. It was, but we have to talk about numero uno. The yes. star, the, the star, the star of stars and the one, the only Nicholas Cage. And wow. this is, this is prime Nicholas Cage. This is, this is probably right. Right. When, if not slightly after he, he kind of just is like, fuck it. You know, let me just dive right like into er, this er, character. Early, early, early Nick Cage is like a believable actor. You know, he's making normal acting choices. And then right around like nine, like 96, 95, 97, somewhere in there, something switches in Nicolas Cage and he just goes fucking, he's just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to turn everything up to 12. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he, and he crushes it because his accent in this movie was. <laughs> Something you want to talk about, like Oscar-worthy performances. Wow! Do you want to know a fun fact? Changed, changed the world. Fun fact about this movie: Nicolas Cage actually went down to Alabama and spent several months in Alabama, in Mobile, Alabama, trying to trying to perfect that that accent. He did a a great job. What a waste of fucking time. (laughs) It did not translate to the screen one day. That's got to be the worst Southern accent I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, my. I absolutely loved every single thing about it. Because then it doubles down and he's reading Spanish in that horrible accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, oh my God. That was another piece of goal. I wrote that down. I was like, so Nick Cage's accent is epic. It's like, it's something to be, to be hold, you know? And then he starts firing off some, some Spanish lessons while, <laughs> while using that accent and son of a gun. It was just a thing of beauty. What a fucking actor. What a thespian, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, so so he he kind of hit you with the with the triple the trifecta here cuz he had the accent, yeah. right? Yeah. He had the the gorgeous hair, the gorgeous oh. flowing locks of hair, right? Ooh, that's a is is it a skullet, right? Isn't that much it, when you're losing your hair but you have a mullet at the same time? His is still a mullet. I think a skullet is like when you've like all like it, when the hair is up top is gone. Okay, so like, like Hulk like Hogan. Hulk Hogan is a okay. skeleton. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that um, makes that makes sense. Okay, so not quite there, but he's getting there. He's getting there. Um, but he's fucking rocking it, dude. Ah. He's fucking rocking it. My dad used to have that same hairstyle. My dad's ah. hair. My dad's hair was a lot, <laughs> lot thicker though. Like, uh, like he's my dad's has had the receding hairline, but the hair he still had was thicker. Whereas yeah. like <laughs> Nicholas Cage's hair in this is just like wisping in the wind. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, 
It's yeah. like it's like uh, Gene Wilder in uh, Willy Wonka yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Chocolate Factory, right? Yeah. You know real, what I'm talking about? real wispy and dry, and yeah, he yeah. Just, he could definitely use a little bit of conditioner in there. Yeah, it's just kind of like somehow, like if it catches the wind, it just kind of stays where it's at. But there's not <laughs> a lot of it going on up there, yeah. you know. Oh, man, that's that's but, good stuff. But yeah, Nick Cage, and then, it, he, and, then it, and then he also hits uh, the tank top. The oh tank yeah, top oh. and the muscles. <laughs> Just flexing on fools <laughs> the entire movie. Just I, the, uh, the, the way the way he is like dressed and like his hair is. Uh, I I guarantee you now. I, I guarantee you he was so he. They meant for him to be like put up as like a heartthrob, right? So yeah. somebody some now now I will say this movie, shocking as it may seem, I'm pretty sure was staffed like 99% male, right? Yeah, everybody. There's there's two female act- actresses in the whole movie, and I'm pretty sure the entire production staff is all male. So, <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of uh, female uh, perspective here to be like, no, this is not attractive. But somebody on the production team, uh, oh, most people on the production team, I feel, had to look at Nick Cage and be like, dude, we fucking Stun. nailed it. We nailed yeah. it. He looks fucking amazing. Yeah, because who he, wouldn't he, wear that fresh out of prison? Not. Like, as you're leaving prison, you get a nice little t-shirt and uh, tank top. The best. <laughs> or, uh, or pants and tank top. Blue jeans and tank top. Yeah. When he's leaving, when when he gets off the bus uh, to get on the plane, right? And he gets off yeah. the bus and he steps down and it's that moment where the sun hits him and you're like, it's like he's, fi- he's finally outside of jail for the first time. So oh, he does, yeah. He does, he, he's like, he, he closes his eyes. He like leans back and he does like the little hair tossel. Yeah. <laughs> looks like a, looks like a head and shoulders commercial. From it was the so 90s. amazing. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. Wait, hold on. Do, do you want to know my favorite line of his during this? Oh, he's, he's got some he's great got one-liners. This is mine when he's like, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. <laughs> That's a great you know, one. It was meant to be like, you know, really intense and yeah. awesome. You don't know, like Denzel delivering that would have like given you chills, <laughs> but because it was Nick Cage, it was kind of, it was just pretty hilarious. Yeah. So like, yeah, he you is, are man. You're save the fucking day. He has so many good one-liners. There, there's one where, um, He's talking. It's it's right. It's right when Danny Trejo, uh, Johnny Twenty Three, yeah, Johnny Vente Trace. Don't even uh, get me started on Johnny Twenty Three character. He's like he's going after the female guard, and Nick Cage rips him off, and then Johnny Danny Trejo goes, uh, "What do you think I? What do you think I am?" or something like that. And Nick Cage's response is, "Ugly all day." Oh God, get him! That character just gives you the heebie-jeebies. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. just him and Steve. We'll but get into Steve Buscemi in a another, little bit because God, no, his character. Another fun fact: Danny Trejo, yeah. ex ex con, yeah, real so life ex con, hit hidden hidden home for him. I, I actually, yeah. I actually have another. So, um, found, AKA found, Machete. That's yeah. a, that's a classic, right so there, I, Machete. I found an interview that Danny Trejo does where he's talking yeah. about Con Air, and he yeah. mentioned he mentions a couple things. The first thing he mentions is that. This uh, what this shooting of uh, Conair was yeah. the biggest test of testosterone he's ever experienced in his entire life. Con- that's coming from a man who's been in actual prison. Yeah, yeah. So 
the <laughs> shooting of Con Air was more of a testosterone test than actual wow. prison. Yep. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay. There, a lot of tough a, guys. There was another interview that he did on a podcast. Um, uh, uh, there's a podcast called How This Get Made, where they're uh, hosted by Paul Shear, and yeah. uh, they talk about terrible movies. They asked him, "So you've been in movies with like the baddest of the baddest, you know, Hollywood actors." Like the tough yeah. guys, the scary guys. Who's the guy that scared you the most? Yeah. Do you uh, do you have a guess of what his answer to that question was? John Malkovich. John Cusack was the dude that scared him the most. <laughs> no way. He that said something is al- hilarious. He, this is not an exact quote, but he said something along the lines of John Cusack just had something behind the eyes, you know? <laughs> like, he was like dead in the eyes, like definitely <laughs> capable of murder. Like he's seen yeah. men who are capable of murder. Yeah. Dark the, the, Danny Trejo said this movie is the biggest testosterone test he's ever come across, and that the person that he is most scared of is John Cusack. Oh, that is absolute gold so john cusack wow just dead behind the eyes do you think it was was it say anything right is that where he holds isn't that where he holds the box up right do you think that was it that was when he died a little bit inside probably yeah so it it might it might just have been because so i was gonna save this i was gonna save this fun fact from later on at the end but i'll I'll just give it to you now okay to you now (laughs) the it might have just been the environment that he met John Cusack in on Con Air, because John okay. Cusack famously hates his, he oh. hates the, he hates Con Air. He famously hates Con Air. Okay. He will not answer questions about Con Air. Nice. Refuses to. Absolutely refuses to answer any questions about it. Um, he's gone on record saying he hates it after it filmed. He got on record. I think he went during its filming. Um, saying he hated it, um, and as well as uh, John Malkovich has gone on record uh, during filming and after filming, saying he hated the he hated doing Con Air. It was the worst, one of the worst movies he's ever done. One wow. p- part of the reason was because Con Air was constantly rewriting its script while while shooting. Yeah. So so you so it's so, impossible to like get in a flow or get comfortable with the character. Exactly. Impossible. Exactly. And like John Malkovich, John and John Cusack, they're not known for action movies. They're known for like you know art method acting yes. and like or, really yeah, yeah. diving into the so, character and feeling the emotion. Exactly. We do a movie where the only thing that matters is explosions. Was yeah. probably a little a little different for them. But my favorite thing uh, in regards to them changing the script every day is this John Malkovich quote. Where he goes, because he refused, he refused to do the press circuit for the movie. Like you know, when they, they send people that's on, amazing. yeah, yeah, he, that's he, amazing. He refused to do it because, quote, I didn't know what my character was doing, I didn't know what my character did, and I don't know what my character ended up doing. Wow, nice. That's a how? that's a resounding how? two thumbs up from the actor, oh, star did, actor. How dysfunctional of a production do you have to have for one of your lead actors to not? know what their character did in a movie is unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable that, i, lo- I that- love that though all right so before we dig too deep into some of the side characters after that you know ringing endorsement from john malkovich on this movie um I, brandon I, we got to talk a little bit deeper about our main character because this might be our only chance to talk about the one and only Nick Cage and how much he crushes each and every role he's in. But I have to ask, what is 
your favorite Nick Cage movie of all time? Oh, my favorite Nick Cage movie of all time. Because there's a lot of good choices. There's I know this so isn't going to be. I know this isn't going to be yours, but like you know, don't forget Ghost Rider, right? That yep, that Ghost masterpiece Rider. out there. Ghost Rider. Don't, don't sleep on one. Ghost Rider. Was Raising it the Family a- Man or something? I didn't like that one. Yeah, I think it's a family man, yeah. Raising Arizona, leaving Las Vegas. Did you ever see Valley Girls? I didn't see that, but Raising Arizona is a classic. Valley Girls is uh, late 80s, and I believe it is his Nick, Cage, Nick Cage's first um, feature film, Valley Girls. Okay. okay. It's a young, young Nick Cage. Yeah. And it's uh, fantastic. Highly recommend it. But um, not my favorite movie. My favorite Nick Cage movie of all time he's that's a that's tough con air is definitely up there con air is probably like top five top three yeah not, easy it's not it's not my favorite though um oh gosh do you want me to give you you I, want me to hit you with mine yeah hit me with yours so mine is an absolute classic it is gone in 60 seconds oh, that, that was like one. My first like real exposure to Nick Cage, where I was like, "Man, this movie is awesome!" Angelina Jolie in you know in mm-hmm. her young prime, it was a another yeah. star-studded big, cast all the way Papa through. Big Papa Voigt's daughter, right? Oh yeah, Big Papa <laughs> V. Oh man, I just I loved Gone in sixty seconds. I thought it was a badass premise. Like the plot was amazing. The cast was very well done. Uh, it just from beginning to end, I love everything about that movie. Okay, Gone Six Seconds is a good one. Yeah, this is not my favorite, but National Fucking Treasure, dude. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's probably number two. Gone in sixty seconds. National Treasure. You're gonna and put then, National Treasure uh, too. On air. And, oh, oh, okay. And then National Treasure too, probably four. <sighs> See, I okay. My time. I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you top four because I'm going to include National Treasure. Okay. No, number one has to be Face Off. Oh, I forget about Face Off. I haven't seen Face Off in so long Dude, that I always go, forget about it. It's, I, I've, I watched it a bunch um, uh, over this last year because it's, uh, it's on like TNT or whatever all the time. Uh, Okay. Or USA Network or whatever. They always play it like, uh, and since I'm working from home, they always play it like in the middle of the day or whatever. So I just turn it on. It's such, that's the, you like this Con Air is batshit crazy. It's a batshit crazy movie. Face Off takes that to like, you know, the fucking stratosphere. For those who are not familiar with Face Off, it's a movie where John Travolta, who plays uh, a guy, some kind of agency, yeah. Um, and he's trying to track down Nicolas Cage, who is a terrorist for hire. Yes. And so it, uh, essentially, essentially what happens is they switch faces. Yeah, it's, a, so, it's epic. So, so if you can if you can wrap your mind around it, John Travolta is is acting as if he was Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage is acting as if he was John Travolta. It's and- two insane people trying to be even more insane. It's it's a cinematic masterpiece. Absolutely. I think that all you need to do is look at look who's talking and look who's talking to, to know what you're dealing with when it comes to John Travolta. Oh, John Travolta is insane. 
he's he's a legit insane person. I love those movies. They they were they were so good. Look who's talking now when the dogs is that talking? Whoa! Is look is out. that is that what it's it's him and uh, who's the who's who, who's the mom? Chris Christy Shields, Christy What's Alley, it? Christy Alley. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. 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 Those those movies are insane too. But if <laughs> everybody needs to do themselves a favor and go and watch Face Off. All right, all right. I'll go. I'll go look it up. It might you, be on you, Amazon go, Prime. Go watch it again because it's fan fucking tastic. If you haven't watched okay. it in a while, there's okay. yeah. The, 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 it's just I don't want to spoil it for you. It's fantastic though. Anything, anything that you would think I would really love an action movie. I bet you it's in Face Off. Oh, nice. You know? Okay, it's one of those <laughs> one of those movies. Okay, yeah. so all right. Um, and then number two, yeah. uh, number two is probably The Rock. With Sean Connery, where they break it, where they they like. Oh yeah, Alcatraz. I forgot about that one too. That is a good one. Yeah, Sean yeah. Connery. That one's directed by Michael Bay, uh, so it's just nothing but explosion. Casting. Nice. Uh, yeah. the, the the Michael Bay Transformer movies will always be the best. Uh, I'm not that big of a fan of the Transformers movies, but his other stuff, like like The Rock, is fantastic. Oh, okay. Um, Sean but, Connery uh, is great too. When when they uh, do gee. him on uh, SNL Jeopardy, that's good <laughs> stuff. When when Will Ferrell, uh, they they you know Will yeah. Ferrell hosts. Oh, man, I love that one. But yeah. So number one, Face Off. Number two, The Rock. Yeah. Okay. Number number three, I think would be Con Air, and okay. then four four National Treasure. National Treasure is awesome. Oh, you know who else is in National Treasure? Maybe we just said this, but Big Papa V. John Voight plays his. Dad. Oh yeah, Big Papa, Big Papa Voight. Yeah, man, yeah. he's coming up all over the place. Angelina Jolie and Gone in sixty seconds, and then her dad, John Voight, and yeah. the other Nicolas Cage favorite, um, National Treasure. That's yeah. good stuff. But yeah, okay, so so uh, th- 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 that's those are my f- those are my top four Nick Cage movies. I would put Con- I'd put Connor number three. Yeah, I'd put Connor number three too. Yeah, it's uh, it's just ridiculous. For so should we break down the plot for people that that might not have have seen it or might not are might not be aware? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run run down the plot for everyone, and then we can uh, dive into some of the the big characters because there's some big names, and I want to talk about some of the characters. Yeah. Okay. So so I'll, I'll, here's the the IMDb synopsis real quick, real short and sweet. It's a yeah. uh, newly paroled ex-con and former U.S. Ranger, Cameron Poe. And he's he's in prison because after he got after he was uh, honorably discharged from the U.S. Rangers, he yeah. he goes home to see his wife, who is a waitress at a bar. Yeah. And right as soon as he walks in and sit, and starts like hugging his wife, these three <laughs> these three uh, just maniacs um, that are regulars at the bar come up to him and they pick a fight with him. Because they they hate they hate him for his service. First of all, they which make is jokes. insane. They make jokes about him being in <laughs> being a veteran. Like what what like redneck from the south hates veterans? It doesn't make any sense. But the the quote I love so much is as he's like walking away from Nick Cage the first time he goes, "It's <laughs> pussies like you are the reasons we lost Vietnam." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was out of control. And then uh, then the the and you're probably going to get to this, but he takes them out with a Hulk punch. Yeah, a, a so, one so, punch death punch. So so they jump him as he as as he's kind of leaving him and and Monica Potter who plays his wife. 
who yeah. is supposed to be pregnant, but ha- is like the skinniest, has the, the skinniest, like tightest belly that I've ever seen in the history of the world. Yeah. There's no way that lady was pregnant. That happens um, sometimes, Brandon. You know, you, you don't know shit about pregnancy. I, I know so much about pregnancy. I well, you can have skinny, as, skinny pregnant journeys. As a as a former fetus, Heath, I know <laughs> lots about pregnancy. Get the fuck um, out of here! <laughs> <laughs> but so, but so they, they they jump him as they're leaving for the night, and yes, he he does the he, he Hulk punches he Hulk punches one of them. He does like the the palm to the nose. Yeah, punch. and it breaks the nose up into the skull. Which yeah, it's death and kills him. And so, and he gets sentenced. So this is another thing to so the he, maximum because he is considered a dangerous weapon being trained by the military. Yeah, yeah, that's judges recently. But it doesn't. Matter. First of all, the, his lawyer comes in right away and it's like, "You need to take the plea bargain. There's nothing I can do for you." I, even though yeah. this was self defense, it was three on one. There's nothing I can do for you. Yeah, and they're going to throw <laughs> the book at you and set you as an example that Marines are not allowed to defend their girlfriend, wife, their pregnant from, wife, pregnant from wife. being potentially raped and murdered. Yes. But then he like, gets, he gets sentenced to, seven to 10 years. That's gotta be the max seven. He, the, his exact sentence is seven to 10 years. Do they give sentences over a period of time like that? I figured they would sentence you to at, you know, to 10 years or to seven years. Do they give it, do they give it over ranges? No, but they usually do like, uh, like 20 years with the possibility of parole. And that yes, usually, yeah, yeah. But that's they where they, the range comes the, the, in. The range is, would be like 15 yes. to 20. Right? Yes. But th- this, his exact sentence word for word was seven to 10 years. That <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyways, um, anyways, keep, keep dry. Keep, but so, keep but so, but so then, so that happens at the very beginning and then, he spends, I think, I think they said he spends eight years in prison. Yeah. Um, so he spends eight years. He's finally getting off on parole. And so he uh, finds himself uh, on the jailbird, which is a prisoner transport plane that is transporting him. Uh, it's transporting him to Alabama uh, back home because he's in Oakland. The prison he's in is in Oakland. So it's yeah. transporting him and his, his, his new, uh, best friend jail buddy baby uh, uh who you may recognize from Bubba Gump. oh my gosh the one and only did you did you want to do like the fried shrimp broiled shrimp shrimp stew shrimp potatoes shrimp scampi i, I right? think you i think you just did it Heath. yeah oh man that's all i could think of the whole time i love <laughs> forest and and bubba's friendship it, it just it's a beautiful thing and like when he's like, <laughs> actually, sorry, I won't even go into it because, you know, it's funny, like talking about that movie, Kelly literally yesterday was like, listen, I want to watch Forrest Gump with you, but I cannot allow for you to sit there the entire two hours and say every fucking line. To that movie. <laughs> and so, so I can watch it again, but there are rules okay. <laughs> upon this watching. But, <laughs> so I won't, I won't d- dig too deep into that, but man, I love him as Bubba just yeah. crushed it. Bubba Gump shrimp. Yeah, but so he plays uh, Baby O in, yeah. in in Con Air, and so they're getting tra- they're on this transport plane with the worst of the worst criminals, is what they I think is what they say. Um, the as as bad of criminals as you can get because like an all star game. Because so they're transporting 
um, Nick Cage, uh, Cameron Poe to Alabama because that's where he's from. So he's going on parole. Um, so he's getting out, but everybody else is is being transported to Alabama so they can go to a brand new, like state of the art, high security prison to house the worst of the worst. So it's yeah. it's it's literally the the worst criminals you can think of in the world, and Nick Cage. <laughs> there, there's a there's a weird meta moment uh, where he's talking to Baby O like halfway through the movie, and he basically said he like basically lays out everything that's happened so far in the movie. He's like, well, some perfect storm of of coincidences. We've ended up on a plane with the worst of the worst criminals, uh, and we're just trapped in the middle of it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. With uh, as you're preparing to go into diabetic shock, although although they sounds don't, like a real win. Oh yeah, yeah. Baby, Baby O has diabetes, and he goes into di- he's he goes into diabetic shock. Uh, yeah, but uh, I want to. They don't ever mention what Baby O does, right? Because Baby O, no, they never he, they never get into it. Baby O has to be one of the. Why else would he be on this plane if he's not one of the worst of the worst? And they, yeah. what they, there's a line at the beginning when he's in prison and he gets it, when the cage gets his parole letter or whatever. And Baby O says something along the lines of, man, I'll never see my name on one of those papers. So Baby O, Baby O must have done something pretty terrible. I mean, maybe he was like a gang hitman or something. I don't know, man. Right? You know, know. He is he is the prison librarian, though. Yeah. Um. So uh, maybe maybe he just maybe he just read too much. And that's why they threw him in jail. Oh, man. We'll, we'll dig into the characters a little bit more. Keep driving this plot. Um, are we done but so, so, so they're on the plane they're getting transported to alabama yeah. and that's when john malkovich uh cyrus the virus yes and um is it ving rames is that who plays it uh yeah ving rames, who plays uh nathan diamond dog jones everybody has code names by the way like diamond Thing, dog is definitely diamond the diamond dog and swamp thing are definitely the top two uh but yeah. cyrus the virus is good pinball, pinball. With, uh, there, there's Chappelle. a there's a real tall Aryan looking guy whose name is whose code name is viking oh god that's a little <laughs> and, on the nose and Vi- viking viking has a uh um a tattoo around his neck that is like uh dashed lines and then it says cut here <laughs> That's awesome. I did not amazing. notice that. It's amazing. I did not here. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, what an inspiration. Is that your next tattoo, Brandon? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so so uh Cyrus the Virus and uh Diamond Dog, they ha- hatched this whole plan with with pretty much all the other um inmates where they take over the plane. They they break out of their restraints, they break out of their little cages. They kill a couple guards. They kill one guard by jamming uh, in the edge of the handcuff into his neck. That yeah. Was rough. Uh, when they overrun the plane, it is awesome because Chappelle like pull like has the string and he has like the the gas and the match in a condom in his stomach and he like yeah. pulls it up and then he lights the dude next to him on fire. Holy yeah. cow! He like yeah, the was, Native American whew. guy. Also, yeah. Before we get any farther, I will. I, I do want to point out um, I, this movie is fantastic. I highly recommend watching it, but I also will attest that it is quite possibly the most racist film I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It was before it's, the times of like people paying attention to that. They just, they, they just really leaned into it. It's just it non nonstop 
like like race jokes. It's just nonstop yeah. race jokes. Ving Rhames' character is a he was part of the Black Gorillas, yeah. um, so he's a. Oh yeah, good he's a, God. He's, a, he's a big black guy that hates white people and bombed the NRA. Dave yeah. Chappelle, the other yeah. black guy, is a crackhead. Oh, which his it's just, characters. It's amazing. just at, at, literally at, Danny Trejo's the 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 Mexican rapist. At, every single character is a racist stereotype. Every single one of them. But Steve Buscemi as Garland Green, the Marietta Mangler, uh, d- definitely took the cake for me. Yeah, I I live real close to marietta now he's yeah i mean i was um, i was there for a little bit yeah just i'm in his spell. uh just a spell i'm right i'm right in his kill zone here man and he right. he's he's free he got away at the end he's free I, that was the part that i really forgot that he is just on the loose to like murder people and chop them up well maybe and, and maybe he, so so i love garland green because he's he has a couple lines in the movie um that make you think maybe he's you know you know, and he do, he doesn't kill the the, the girl. He lets yeah. her live. Maybe he's yeah. re, maybe he's rehabilitated. You know, well, I can't re- I I couldn't find it and I forgot to write it down. But when he does like his definition of insanity, that was oh yeah, when he talks stuff. about is is murdering people insane or is is working nine to five at a at a job that'll fire you out of nowhere more insane. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, he basically it's... he basically gives you the moral like dilemma in fight club but within like a five second sentence yeah exa- exactly <laughs> that that was what's, good when he what's the way true he describes, insanity Heath. <laughs> yeah the way he describes that one guy of being like just a total fucking stereotype yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> his mom his mom either hugged him too much or not enough yeah oh my gosh he's yeah. like it doesn't matter which way you want to go with it he's the fucking stereotype of it all <laughs> yeah and then oh he has God. he has another he has another line where when he's talking to cameron poe about how you know and i he's talking about how some most murders are committed at a necessity not at a passion you know and so he's he talks about that for a little while and then he talks about then he goes on to talk about how like the like crazy people like uh, Gacy and Dahmer who did it for fun. It was a real, uh, he was, he was just throwing moral dilemmas at you left and right, you know? Oh my gosh. Well, and he, yeah. he said that he like wore a girl's head down as a the, hat, as a hat, or her head as a hat. Oh my God. It's and like so when he starts singing, he's got the whole world in his hands with that little girl. Like you are just on pins and needles. And and I love what the way they describe him as uh he makes the the Manson family look like the Partridge family. Yeah. The, the, the way he killed those people. Yeah. They they have a lot of like like they have a lot of great one-liners like that. There's another line oh when, when John Kisak is talking about John Malkovich, Cyrus the Virus's character. And he yeah. says he he's killed more men than cancer. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's a oh here it is. I, I found my note on it. He drove through three states with her head as a hat. Her head as a hat. How does how do you even keep her her head on top of it? like I how, don't even logistically know. how does that work, Heath? Would I mean, you walk walk me through it, Heath? Walk I do not want to walk you through that. <laughs> that is just like absolutely horrifying to think about. There, there, okay. There's there, there's another there's another line that that I had to stop and think about and try to do the math on this. So they it's John it's John Cusack talking to Cole Cole Meany's character, uh Duncan Miller, yeah. the, the two agents talking back and forth. I like and when he, they call him Thesaurus Boy. That's 
Oh, he calls him he calls him insult. dictionary boy, and then John Cusack says, "I think thesaurus boy." Would Technically, be more, yeah. Um, more fitting. Their, their their whole relationship is a, that's another thing we need to talk about. But, uh, but <laughs> when he steals t- t- the car. But uh, but so John Cusack is talking about John Malkovich, and he says the dude is thirty nine years old. Cyrus the virus, thirty nine years old. He spent he's has spent twenty five years in our institutions, and so he yes. he basically he says he tells Comey he's like the 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 poster child for yes the- for whatever. Um, but so so he spent he spent twenty five years of his thirty nine years in some kind of institution. Yeah. He's that's, a poster so child for crimi- the criminally insane and then indictment on the prison system. Yes. Okay. But so, so he only had 14 years. So, and he says 25 years of it have been in institutions. So that means he has, he has 14 years of free life. Right. So that would mean either he was perfectly fine up until he was 14 years old. And then he killed more men than cancer. And then got thrown in jail, or he got thrown in juvie at like seven, came out for a little, went back in, you know, like the the math on that. Well, what a what a life this guy must have led to have spent twenty five years of it in institutions. I mean, he basically got a master's degree in crime, spending it in all of like the most you know, like penitentiaries, right? Like, ah, and he does such a good job of like the, just the way he portrays Cyrus, the virus, his mannerisms, like the way he delivers the lines. (laughs) It is like perfect, right? Like John Malkovich crushes. He crushes, but I don't think he meant to crush because as as I said earlier, he didn't know what he He was doing. (laughs) That was, but like, that was the best part, right? Because like, they had no idea what they were doing the whole time in the yeah. plane. And it like came off as that. It's yeah. just like a chaotic disaster the whole time. And that's what it was. And so yeah. like you were riding with him the whole time where he was just improvising. Because yeah. that's what would happen in that moment. Yeah. Him and so, Diamond like, Dog and Pinball. Yeah. Like I mentioned, the script changed day to day, literally day to day during shooting. And so a lot of a lot of the lines were improvised, especially. I read something like all of Dave Chappelle's lines he improvised. Oh, I love and he played Pinball Parker and that mm-hmm. was one of my favorite characters when he's like, uh, oh, it smells like someone shit in your mouth. And then he goes, he told me he loved me. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> cracked me up. And then uh, when, he, when he lights the, the dude on fire next to him and he's like, what does he say? He goes, he goes like, hey, chief, uh, if you come out of this uh, on the other end, okay, I hope you don't hold a grudge. And then he lights the dude on fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just av- he does such a- and then I love the way they kill him off too, is that he gets he gets distracted hitting on the uh attendant at the at the hangar and then yep. gets stuck in the uh what is it, the landing equipment. Yep. Gets stuck in the landing equipment, and then they just Nicholas they write just- a message on him. <laughs> Just kick him down and lands in the middle of the road uh, oh, on that's that another, dude's car. That's another uh, great. That's another great line. Yeah, they 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 kick him out of the plane, so he he lands on a dude's car right after then, a bird poops on his car. Which, yep. wow, comedy gold. So comedy freaking gold. So he lands on the car. So then the, the cops come and the the message that Nicholas Cage wrote on his on his shirt, which I don't know how that message is still there. Falling from that, like falling from that distance, that body would have like splatter. 
Yeah, yeah, that sure I think would have been disintegrated. But anyway, so the he he writes uh, the message he writes on the shirt is to contact uh, Agent Larkin, who is John Cusack's character. Yeah, because it because it holds up like it just fell from, like you know three stories from the yeah. Building. But so so the the cop who arrives at the scene calls Agent Larkin and is like, "Hey, this dude just fell from the sky. Got you on speed dial." Yeah, but he goes. The line he says is, "He goes, hey, Agent Larkin, I got a message for you. It was on a dude that fell from the sky. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that line. That was gold too. Oh, man, <laughs> pretty sure he's not an astronaut. Yeah. Uh, it just and had him on speed dial right away. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And then, uh, gosh, um." So the the one liners in this are just insane, and a lot of them, like I mentioned, are improvised. Um, it's just crazy. Another thing I want to point out is um, the the fashion, the like um, pretty much everybody in the plane is wearing like prison garb and 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 uh, and or like prison guard stuff. But yeah. the suits that John Cusack and like Cole Meany and the other agents are wearing are like peak nineties, where everything's like three sizes too big. It's all super baggy. It's uh, all light. John Cusack's wearing like a like a white suit for some reason. Why wouldn't just, he? God, I guess very, he's I guess. trying to very Miami Vice. But like the, it just reminded me how terrible fashion was in the mid nineties. Like nobody knew how to fit, how to like tailor or fit anything. It's just like the baggiest clothes I, that you could find. I miss you know the baggy clothes. Remember, I never had any. I bet you had Jinkos, Brandon. Jinko uh, jeans. I did not. But do you remember like the like all the jeans pull, had I the wide pull off Jinko jeans? Well, and like all the jeans had the wide bottoms. And so if you were from a, mid, I, a, I a hate, state where I it hate. snows. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Just and then, just and then yeah, well, okay. So you have the wide bottoms, you're in a state that it snows, and then all of a sudden that moisture starts to creep up. And like by by like lunchtime in school, you have like water halfway up your thigh from, yeah. from the snow. Oh man, how do you not miss those days? Did I I hate like wide bottom anything? <laughs> Classic step. Like, they, like, everyone needs I to I wanted to make like, a Jinko bar crawl, remember? Yeah, I <laughs> do. Yeah. Uh yeah, Jinkos were my worst fucking nightmare. I hated those things. I hated any any kind of like wide bottom pants. Like I I I I just can't do it. I need my I need my pants to be form fitting, you know? All right. Well, to each their own. Plus like ba- baggy like those you just look like an idiot with like baggy <laughs> pants. <laughs> I know? think it's hilarious. Like those big extra baggy ones. Oh, yeah, it's so a, hilarious cuz they look like idiots. You prove them up on Okay, I mean it's still great stuff. Hold on. Oh, wait, before wait. we go too far off off kilter too, I have to mention my favorite John Malkovich line because it was so good. Okay. Where um the guy was uh begging for his life and he was like, please sigh. And then John Malkovich goes, Anara, and burns the dude alive. <laughs> you <laughs> oh, can tell my you can tell God. that wasn't that wasn't the first time he did that to somebody he killed. Where they, yeah, because he, because he, he cuts them off perfectly. The dude's about to say, Sigh, wrist. Yeah. Sigh, Anara. Anara. <laughs> Burned alive. Okay. Sorry. What were you going to say? I just had to, that had to be said before the end of the spot. Cole Meany's character is a DEA agent, and he's, his main objective there is one of the people that's being transported is like a South American drug dealer. 
Yeah. So he's trying to get he's trying to to get a confession from him before he's transported uh, to Alabama where the FBI is going to interview him. Yeah. And, he, and, and he's, he's a huge about, dick. Call me he's a huge dick. He's a huge he dick. hates. So this is another thing that I loved. It, it's a like a it overly exaggerated illustration, but it's it like perfectly encapsulates when uh, or when like back in the 90s and way before then and even still to a certain degree now that the art like the the american like justice system from like top to bottom refuses to talk to each other but no no ever wants to help another agency because they don't want the other person to get credit for it you know like yeah exactly there's zero information um shared between agencies and so like this is a perfect illustration where the dea he hates John Cusack because he's a U.S. Marshal, and then he hates the FBI. He hates everybody that's not a DEA agent. It's just every agency is out for – they're looking out for them and only them. It's not about justice. It's not about anything. It's about what can I get credit for? And how can I get promoted? Wow, a real indictment. I mean, and that's still going on today. We won't – we it's still going on. It's, it's going less. It's, it's lesser worse. on now because of all the the tragedies oh. that happened. Yeah, well, that, it's even worse. The FBI has become an absolute joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, not to get us shut down, but you know, it's it's rough stuff out there. <laughs> yes, but yeah, but yeah, everybody they just refuse to talk to each other. But I I just love that that like because because Colmini comes in right out the gate not even knowing who john cusack is and is like this motherfucker is the worst because he's a u.s marshal like (laughs) jesus christ man uh he comes in with that uh with that uh convertible and just is a huge tool did you see the license plate on the convertible yeah i forget what it was though it's ass kicker a z that's right ass kicker kicker. Uh, has a great one-liner um, because John Cusack has has shown he's got a way with words, right? He, he's the dictionary yeah. boy. He's a little bit intelligent. Colmini thinks that means he's in it. Thinks that means he's like not a man or whatever. So there's a line. Yeah. <laughs> there's a line where so Cole, or so John Cusack is by himself at the airfield trying to stop the the plane, where and then everybody else got turned around into uh, a different location, and they're asking where John Cusack is, and Colmini's character goes. Why are you even asking where he is? He's probably off saving the fucking rainforest. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's <laughs> like when he was like talking shit in that remember, chopper. Yeah, remember when caring about the environment made you not a man? Heath? Yeah, it's a uh, real lame. Those, those are the good old days. Yeah, it's a bunch of hippies trying to save the rainforest. Bunch of hippie fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, him. Him and Cartman both both hating the hippies. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that was the so, one liner from. I think he has a couple other ones. Or he just fucking he hates everybody, dude. He fucking uh, hates everybody. It just it was so good. And then did we did we talk about Steve Buscemi singing? He's got the whole world in his hands, and yeah, just yeah, how yeah. utterly terrifying. Okay, I just you thought that was ter- I thought it was calming, especially when oh the, when gosh. they're when they're crashing on the strip. And he starts singing. That was nice oh, and calm. And I just like his character. He did such a good job of being a complete sociopath. I I mean, he's the only one who doesn't doesn't commit any illegal activities throughout the movie, though. I mean, yes, except that he was proven guilty 
for killing at least 30 people up and down the seaboard, the eastern seaboard. They they didn't say he was proven guilty. They said he confessed. He confessed. To his- Which, I, he, if we know anything about coerced confessions, you know, the, that, that shit's real. Maybe he was, maybe he was uh, forced into a confession. Uh, listen, he's not usher. Those are not his I confessions. Would, I would, I would need, I would need to take a look at the case file in order to, to, to fully express my opinion on the seats. But I'm just saying, take, take a look at the tape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All, all I know is that he confessed, but then he did not commit any crimes during this movie. He's the only one that doesn't commit a crime. Even fucking Nicolas Cage and John Cusack's committed crimes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Steve, I mean, Steve it's. Fully rehabilitated, the Marietta Mangler. Uh, you heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> fully rehabilitated. Uh, it really was a, it, the movie. You can basically break up into like what is it like? You know, a certain amount of sections. There's the first section where he like first gets on the plane and they take it over. Then there's the new people that come on mm-hmm. board. Then there's the landing where they crash land and pull the plane out. And have like the battle, you know, with the army mm. <laughs> and everyone. And then there's the crash landing on the Vegas Strip, uh, which which is the final final conclusion. Yeah, absolutely insane. But but, but yeah, so, so we get to the strip, the 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 end here where, where they crash on the strip. Um, and John Cusack, Media, they all get there. They start wrangling up all the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and then we see Cyrus the Virus, Swamp Thing, and Diamond Dog are able to sneak off of the plane and into a fire truck. And I love that driving. Cyrus the Virus is just like hanging out on top yeah, he for all the world to see on so, the top of the ladder. So Swamp Thing gets into the it gets into the is it still called a cockpit even if even if it's a, if it's a car. Uh, I think it's just gets in the driver's seat of the fire truck. Okay. But so he's, uh, he's it's driving in the cockpit of the fire truck. There you so, go. Right yeah. Now. So he's driving the fire truck and then you have diamond dog hanging off the back. He's and doing a terrible have... job with the fire truck too. He's running into fucking everything and he's well, overcorrecting I mean, he just, his turns like a lunatic. He just, he's used to flying a plane. They're a lot, you know, they're not as sensitive. He's... I mean, that sounds like excuses for our boy MC Ganey just oh, not doing a great job. I will, I will give MC Ganey every excuse in the book. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm just he's holding got, him accountable. He's got, he's got an 18, 18 foot long leash with me. He, he can do whatever he wants. Do you did you absolutely love it too when they when John Cusack and Nick Cage saw uh Cyrus on the fire truck at the same time and they both saddle up to the police motorcycles and then they look at they give the each other the speed. nod high speed chase when when yeah. in actuality it should be like hey you you are a US citizen get off the fucking <laughs> police bike <laughs> like, no dude he's 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 gonna uh, save the fucking day he's Oh, that was that right there was my absolute favorite line. Probably save the fucking day. But so, so they they hop, so they drive away on the fire truck. You have Diamond Dog hanging off the back. Cyrus the Virus is on top on where the ladder is, and they're driving down. Um, and so Cusack and Cage are chasing them down on the, the bikes, and Cage like, like wrecks his bike and throws it into the fire truck, and he kills Diamond Dog. Yeah, that was absolutely epic i'm pretty sure i could have pulled that exact same move in in the a similar scenario if i if there is ever 
a if I am ever chasing a runaway fire truck like down downtown Savannah and I need to throw my motorcycle at the person in the rear of the vehicle, I'm pretty sure I can pull it off. I got faith in you, Heath. I think you can do it. Right on. Thanks for believing in me. Yeah, absolutely. If there if there's one guy who could do it, Heath, it's you. Yeah, it's you. yeah. That's that's a, that belief right there is all I need to accomplish it. So <laughs> Just check, keep keep an eye out on your local news. <laughs> but so, so uh, uh <laughs> but so uh, they're chasing him down. They kill uh, Diamond Dog, and then that's when John Cusack cops on the fire truck and starts spraying the the, the filling the cockpit with water. That's my um, favorite moment. He's fucking filling it like a fishbowl, and MC Gamey is like drowning while he's driving a fire yeah. truck. And if that is not cinematic gold, I really honestly <laughs> don't know what is. I don't. Yeah. So then they, he ends up crashing because of that into uh, like an overpass, right? Like a little yeah. Uh, walkway overpass which so cyrus the virus is on the ladder on the back of the fire truck he goes through the overpass gets flung onto a bunch of power lines falls through the power lines into like uh an industrial like cement factory or some shit that's in the middle of the strip because why not Of, of course but not only does he fall into there he falls onto a conveyor belt that then rolls him off into like the smash zone is what I'm going to call it. So, <laughs> so it's like the, you know, the the little uh, up and down uh, lev- uh, levy things that smash rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So his head falls perfectly into there to where the rock would be. And the thing comes down and donezo for, for Cyrus the virus. Yeah. If you're a game of Thrones fan, it's like uh, when the mountain and the red Viper, you know, met at their, for their final battle. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Remember when the yeah, red yeah. viper's head got popped like a zit? Yeah. Yeah. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit brokenforestco.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. But so yeah, so then that's the uh, end of the movie. Saves the day, save the day, Heath. Yeah. And then and then his his wife and daughter are right there to so I want to talk, greet him. I want to talk about this. This is Brandon's parenting corner. I'm bringing this back because I need to talk about this, Heath. So he spent <laughs> some real rough parenting in this movie. Let's talk about Cameron Poe and his 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 family here. So his his daughter his his wife is pregnant when he comes back from U.S. Army Rangers, right? Yep. Hopefully that's his kid. When when was the last time he had leave? Would it make sense that it's that 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 he was in the U.S. Army and then she got pregnant? We we got to check the dates on that. We you know, especially with yeah. all these 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 regulars she's got that are so quick to kill somebody for her. And then, um, so the, and then he goes to jail before Cassie is it Cassie or Casey? It's Casey, right? Casey, yeah, Casey. Before Casey is born. He goes to jail before Casey is born. And while he's in jail for eight years, while Casey is growing up, he refuses to let her see him in jail. He refuses to visit her. He writes her letters and they exchange like gifts, packages or whatever, and letters all the time, which is nice. But he straight up refuses to see her while he's in jail. Yeah. 
because that he, doesn't make he doesn't want her to see her that or see him that way which I, that i mean that doesn't surrounded really, by murder that doesn't really that, do, that doesn't check out though like he's flat out refuses to see his daughter that he's never met before she doesn't he doesn't want her to think of him as a caged animal but so okay, but so then then when does he actually meet her? You know, he's I, he's li- he literally just killed like fifteen people because now he is a hero, even though technically saving your wife from being mugged and assaulted would also make you a hero, except for one weird judge's eyes. Yeah, but I just didn't put. I don't get why he refused to see her, and then he. <laughs> And then so he buy before he gets on the plane he bought he somehow buys a bunny like a little stuffed bunny from the the prison commissary I think I yeah. assume that's where he got it I don't know why the prison would be selling stuffed bunnies but yeah it's you gotta whatever. give one to your lady when she comes on visit yeah I get I guess I guess yeah. but but it's so he common practice Brandon but so but so that bunny goes through a lot throughout the plane that bunny has a, a horrific yeah really of goes trip. through it almost gets uh-huh. murdered a few times gets almost washed down the drain yep it somehow so, dries off very quickly I don't think it was dry when he handed it to her Ugh. I don't why think would it was, he think, give her that fucking bunny dude that he, bothered yeah, so, me why he, would he yeah, give so, her that bunny it's so, fucking so, disgusting yeah it was absolutely it was covered in rain, like dirty sewer water. Yeah. Uh, probably blood. Yeah. And had been groped by at least three different murderers. Yeah. Like, why would you want that to be the first thing your daughter owns from you? It's like a weird abduction prison murder bunny. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on record here for Brandon's parenting quarter. Uh, Cameron Poe, terrible father. Bro, F minus. Yeah, F, F minus F in, minus in whatever his wife's name, you know, probably a, a D plus at best. Trisha Poe. Yeah. Trisha Poe. Yeah. D plus. Yeah. I would, I would need to, I would need to see more of the life with her, with her and Casey to give you a final judgment, but uh, not looking great. Not looking yeah. great. At least during this stretch, it was a uh, real, real tough. Yeah. Just terrible parenting all around. And then, you know, you, you factor that in with all the, the parents of all these, these murderers. Not a great, not a great look for parents. You know, what was Steve Buscemi say? Either hugged by his mom too much or not enough. Yeah. You gotta find the, it's all about balance, guys. You got to find the middle ground. Middle ground. Not too many hugs, but not too few. Uh, it's, that's, that's it's, the parenting advice for this episode. Not too many hugs, not too few. Take that to the bank, Keith. Life is about balance, you know, firm, but gentle. Exactly. That's that's how I like to do things. (laughs) (laughs) So you get ahead. So, so yeah, Conair. And I I always love when, like, when movies have that moment where they say the name of the movie. Welcome to Conair. This is a great one, too. Yeah, yeah he he steals the gun from the the pilot. Yeah, um, which a, the, that that second that second scene. that second pilot made the 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 number one mistake that you don't make when you're in that situation is you don't open the cockpit door. Yeah, for for there's no reason at all you should open that cockpit. You just keep that yep. son of a bitch barricaded. Yeah, exactly. But now he had yeah, to, he no had matter, to try to go try to be a hero, and he fucking yeah. cost everybody. Yeah, just. And he was no fucking hero. He Although this shot. is this was this was pre 9-11, so maybe they didn't they didn't have that rule yet. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not I, with that. 
I'm not a pilot. I don't I don't know when when the dates all coincided. But yeah, yeah, he made the number one rule. But yeah, so Cyrus the Virus steals the gun from that pilot, and then he uh, comes out and he, he shoots the gun in the air to get everybody to stop. Because uh, this is when a fucking melee is going on and they're killing guards. Yeah. So he, he shoots the gun and he's like, I've got the only gun on board, guys. Welcome to Con Air. Uh, <laughs> a thing of absolute beauty right there. And you knew that's when the movie had really started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. Everything before that was the cold open. Yeah, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was it was awesome. Um, uh, but what a what a great opportunity to rewatch this movie. I haven't watched it in forever, and you know anything with an amazing Mighty Ducks tie-in and MC Ganey as Swamp Thing, our boy podcast favorite, aka Lewis, the bus driver, the equipment man, the heart, the soul, the ducks, the assistant he, coach. The assistant coach, he absolutely crushes this movie and his role as Swamp Thing. Makes a great entrance, makes a great exit. He's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he absolutely crushes it. 10 out of yeah. 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, we it's it's that time of the show, I think, Brandon, That's true, where sure. we, we give I, I already forgot what our rating system was, so we're giving it out of five cakes. Yes, out of five cakes, we're doing from one to five, the one to five cake rating I take, system. I take, I take back my 10 out of 10 rating. I got to, I take it back. I smoke yeah, you thing. better dial that shit back real quick. We also I'll, I'll, do I'll cut allow it out. decimals. We'll cut that out. We do allow the decimal we, system. I, I encourage decimals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> real numbers nerd. But all right, <laughs> out, of, out of five cakes, Brandon, what would you rate Conair? Um, I think I think I know mine. I think I am gonna go a three point eight five on this one. Three point eight five. Jesus. Three point eight five cakes you're going, for Conair. You're going double Desi's. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting real in the weeds on this one for you, Brandon. Just for you. Okay, so three point eight five cakes. Okay. I'm gonna give Conair. Oh gosh, I'm gonna give Conair. Oh gosh, this is tough. Is it better than heavyweights? I'm trying to I'm trying to weigh that here. Is it better than heavyweights? I don't think it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go slightly. I think I gave I gave heavyweights a three seven. I'm gonna give Con Air a three six. Nice. Right. And, and that and that lines up because I tend to oh, like grade much nicer than what it probably deserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would that's say just, that's yeah. just my personality. That's me. Yeah, I would say this movie. Yeah, I would. I would just under heavyweights, but heavyweights in this movie have very different target audiences. Yeah. So I would. That, that's where I would lean towards. Like if you're, uh, if you're looking for like a a kids movie or like a happy go. If you're looking for like a family movie, you go heavyweights. If you're looking for some, you know, some raw testosterone filled action, you go Connor. Yeah. 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 But, you know, still a great movie to watch. I, I recommend it. Highly recommend it. I highly recommend it for people who, uh, for people who enjoy weird movies or like, yeah, like, 
left field. Not it's not really. I guess left just, field. Just fun throwback movies. If it's you, a, it's if a fun you, throwback. If you don't care about your movie making sense, this is the movie for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we we watched it on TNT TBS. I streamed it on like the TNT app. That's what I, that's what I, I did. I, I did as well. Okay, cool. And so that I, I you know, by the time we released ex- this, who knows? They, those, when these when did you movies jump all over the place? I was gonna say when I was watching it, it said it was expiring uh, that day. That I, day. I, I did too. Yeah, yeah. So there's a chance that it's no longer streaming on TNT. But just you know, do a quick Google search. You're an adult. You know, you have fucking thumbs. You can type it into your. Yeah, your you sorry, that might have been a little aggressive. I didn't mean to be aggressive, <laughs> but you know, you can find it. You'll be able. Oh, to it's find on it a. Yourself. I believe it's on Hulu as well. Yeah, um, oh, Hulu is great. Yeah, but it's on Hulu, and then you can also buy it um, or rent it from like Amazon and, and Amazon Prime. You can always yeah. rent rent shit there. Um, it's I mean it's 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 such a great movie. I, I feel everybody should buy it. Go go spend for the information I'm looking at right now says three ninety nine to rent it on Amazon. Okay, I'm wondering how much it is. Uh, let's see, probably like ten bucks to buy yeah. it. Maybe maybe t- maybe maybe twelve. Just go ahead and buy it. You're, you're gonna yeah. want to watch. You're gonna want to watch it more than once. Just go ahead and buy it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com.